0: And another fairly big story we're tracking this afternoon. Uber drivers right around the globe are actually logging out of the company's app, refusing to get into their cars as they are set to protest once again the company's compensation policies ahead of what is expected to be a blockbuster public offering. Now, strikes are scheduled uh, for major U.S. cities throughout the day today, as well as parts of the U.K., Australia, and South America, I haven't really heard a lot of rumbling or a lot of news reports about what's going on ashore here in these parts, in Canada, and particularly in Toronto. Don't know if people are having problems maybe getting an Uber today because of this. But the message from Uber drivers is that they need to offer better security and higher wages. This all as Uber is expected to go public on Friday on the New York Stock Exchange. And they're thinking the IPO could raise roughly, how about this, $10 billion. billion for Uber. For more on this, we're joined now by employment lawyer Lior Zamfiro. He joins us on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Lior, good afternoon. How are you, sir?
1: Good afternoon, Jeff. Great to be with
0: you. Appreciate you uh, joining us. Uh, First off, uh, what do you make? Do you think that these drivers have a convincing uh, argument when it comes to uh, compensation and wages and trying to tie it to this uh, splashy IPO that's uh, set to debut uh, tomorrow? As I mentioned, Uh, estimates are worth $10 billion. Is that a convincing argument for employees?
1: Obviously, the, the timing of this uh, this action of theirs, this strike, if you will, uh, is no no coincidence to coincide with the IPO. There's a lot of eyes and attention on Uber right now, uh, and, and it's a good time to to bring attention to these drivers and, and the issues that they're facing. But strictly speaking, from a, an entitlement standpoint, yes, of course, these individuals have rights. So they have rights to be paid fairly, uh, to not have the terms of their arrangement with Uber changed. Uh, to be compensated uh, based on uh, uh, an agreed upon uh, metrics rather than one that gets changed all the time. The problem is they cannot have these rights actually enforced unless they're declared employees. And there is a, a, a wide uh, process going through in the states and in canada that i'm actually involved in to have these individuals declared as employees but until that happens they're going to be at the mercy of uber and they're going to be dependent on uber agreeing voluntarily to do better for them whereas if they are employees, the law comes in and the law says you have to treat these people in a certain way. You have to pay them a certain amount. And and Uber doesn't uh, have a choice in, in that situation.
0: Okay. Is that something that Uber, are they actively uh, resisting? They don't want to go down that road and have quote-unquote employees?
1: It, absolutely. They, they've been fighting tooth and nail to try to avoid this. Uh, right now, in, in uh, here in Ontario, there's a class action that I'm spearheading on behalf of Uber drivers to have them declared as uh, employees. Uh, the matter, uh, we had su- succeeded an initial, uh, initially at the Court of Appeal. It's being appealed further. Uh, and there's been similar class actions and other lawsuits in Europe, in the United States, and elsewhere. Uh, and because for Uber's model to, to be successful for them, they feel that these Individuals have to be independent contractors, otherwise they'd have to pay them more. Otherwise they'd have to have payroll systems and workplace uh, safety and insurance uh, coverage. They'd have to worry about vacation pay and holiday pay. And for their model, it doesn't work. It's much easier and cheaper for them, have to have independent contractors. Unfortunately, the way that the reality is, the relationship between Uber and the drivers is that of employee and employer. Interestingly, and not a lot of people know this, Jeff, Uber refers to the drivers, not as even drivers or, or, or employees, it refers to it as customers. In Uber's mind, it's a technology company that provides an app, and the users of the app, i.e. the drivers, are their customers. The reality on the ground is very different. These people work for Uber, uh, have to do what Uber says, when Uber says it, uh, and because of that, they should have the rights as other employees.
0: Yeah, this is a really interesting case uh, moving forward and could be a uh, groundbreaking story when it comes to the sharing economy then because uh, I was thinking the same thing as you're describing this a battle here that uh, probably Uber's argument is that they're just sort of the middle person. They're connecting uh, the rider with the driver here and that they don't actually have employees. Is that going to be a convincing argument, do you think, uh, moving forward?
1: No, I, I do not think so at all. I think that uh, if you look at the actual relationship to the driver's, uh, have conditions they have to meet to qualify to use the, the Uber app to be engaged by Uber. Uber uh, directs them as to know uh, where to go, how much they're going to get paid, even the routes they have to take. Uh, if there's any dispute, Uber is the judge and jury with respect to how that re- dispute is going to be resolved. The, the, these are not individuals that are independent. They're not in business for themselves. They work for Uber. So despite Uber making a case that it's better for it, For the drivers to be independent contractors, clearly it's not in accordance uh, with with the law. So I think ultimately Uber will have to make some changes because these court cases are not going anywhere. And I I think it it, it wanted to have this IPO before before these court decisions are heard because once a a a formal and final declaration is made that Uber is an employer and these people are drivers, it's going to have to change its businesses in a significant way, both Uber, by the way, and Lyft and other companies. Uh, And I'm not surprised that they want to get this IPO done now while they're still operating in the same way.
0: Okay, that's interesting, because I I know you're obviously not a financial expert, a a business person or a stock person, but I was wondering whether or not your argument is that Uber could change significantly from uh, what they are today once uh, this uh, works its way through the, the courtroom. So if you're buying in on tomorrow's IPO, you might be buying something that might not be the same thing down the road.
1: I, I have no idea what that this will do to Uber's operations, its stock value. I just, my, my feeling is if I'm right and these individuals are employees and the courts will ultimately declare them to be employees as I expect that they would, Uber is going to have to change how it operates. And what this means to its business operations is beyond me to say, but there's going to have to be some, some reckoning happening uh, with the reality that the laws do apply to Uber.
0: How tough is it uh, when we're talking about independent contractors, uh, th- these drivers, in order for them to, to organize? Because obviously there's a strength in numbers and when you've got a united voice, and I'm thinking just not scattered, quote-unquote, independent contractors or drivers throughout the city of uh, Toronto. But, uh, you know, we're talking about Uber operating in a lot of different countries uh, around the world. How tough is it uh, if they've all got these grievances that they're, they're not really connected or, or united?
1: Actually, uh, if a union was inclined to take this on, it would be not difficult for them. To, to organize and become part of a union. And here's the interesting thing, a lot, not a lot of people realize this. For them to become unionized, organized uh, in that sense, they don't even have to be employees. Under uh, In Ontario, at least, under our uh, laws, even if you're what we call a dependent contractor, you can become organized and unionized, which means you're not quite an employee, you're not quite an independent contractor, you're somewhere in between, you can still organize. So These individuals, if they were so inclined, if there's a union that was inclined to take on their cause, could become part of a union and advocate together, and then obviously have more leverage and power to advocate for better conditions for themselves. Uh, I think that is going to happen. We've heard some rumblings with other companies, not necessarily Uber, but I think it was a a, a list or, or... of the other uh, gig economy companies that are facing those types of proceedings right now. And I think that the way Uber operates and these companies, you know, the way they operate now will be very different than what they're going to be a year or two from now. They may have to deal with unions. They may have to deal with uh, employment law and employees on their, uh, on their hands. Uh, and I think that uh, we're going to be looking at a very, very different uh, ride-sharing program when it comes to Uber in the future.
0: Well, Uber said in a statement earlier today as uh, drivers uh, walked off the job or did not uh, report to, to duty uh, in uh, protest here over uh, both uh, wages and security, they said the drivers are at the heart of our service And we can't succeed without them. And is that eventually how we're going to find our way here? Is uh, Obviously, Uber is going to need these people on side. And you think, uh, Lior, that this will be better once it's uh, sorted out uh, for everybody involved? I mean, drivers aren't the only ones that have security uh, concerns. We've heard numerous stories about uh, riders and uh, unfortunate incidences and uh, mishaps uh, inside an Uber. That uh, Once this all gets sorted out, it's going to be a better overall experience uh, for everybody involved?
1: Well, make no mistake about it, uh, Jeff. There are more Uber drivers or more people wanting to work for Uber than Uber can can actually have drivers. So, uh, Uber would love for these people to to uh, kind of get their protests out of the way and continue working under current arrangement. And if they don't want to continue working, they'll find other people. The only reason, really, or the only way I should say that this actually becomes better that that uber is forced to make things better for its drivers and then hopefully make it better for the for the general public using a service if these people have rights of employees they're going to be more motivated it's going to be a safer ride there's going to be other entitlements that they have hours of work that have to be followed so with all those things in place that's when we'll see a better system but it's not going to happen because because uber voluntarily does it it's only going to happen if someone makes it do that and that happens if these individuals are declared to be employees.
0: All right, Lior, appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much, sir.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: There goes Lior Samfuru, employment lawyer on the worldwide strike by Uber drivers uh, today.